Welcome to Kingdom Conversations with Lenzine Lee. That's me, Lenzine Lee. And I'm happy to be the host of a conversation that I get to have by way of the Holy Spirit with many of his apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and authors. Um, because a number of these people are, are authors of books that maybe everybody has yet to hear about, but I feel like they're bestsellers in the kingdom. And so today we get to welcome back uh, our guest from our very first guest from last week, which is my mom, my apostle, my mentor. And I didn't get to mention it last time, but she's also my hero. And her name is Apostle Dr. Baker. I call her mommy and I'd like to welcome you back. Hi, mommy. <laughs> I'm glad you came back. Um, you really are I, a hero for me. And I think that that's a very important thing to include. Sometimes when we're talking about men and women of God, the hall of faith that we read about in Hebrews chapter 11, but that is supposed to be, I believe, a, an ongoing list. It was, that's why not everyone was named because there are more unsung heroes than we recognize. And you, of course, the greatest thing you did for me was you came out of darkness and you came into the light of the gospel and then you were not selfish about it, but you shared it. I didn't know you were gallivanting all over the world, but I didn't know about Jesus. So, you know, we talked last week about mentors and, and the importance of that mentorship and recognizing, uh, you know, a mentor in your life or what people should know about those that are watching. But I would like to continue that before we go into uh, something else and say, what would you say is the responsibility of a mentee. So here you are mentoring me. What is it that I need to learn or to, to, to bring to the forefront if I'm going to get the best out of, you know, what you're pouring into me? One thing I, I think um, is above all of its importance is to learn how to hear. And in learning how to hear, the Bible says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what is being said, what the spirit, what the what is being said. And I, I, I believe one of the things that happens is this. People hear with already a question. If you're mentoring someone, if you're helping someone through something, of course you're going to give them something to do that they don't know how to do or that they don't know. And one of the things that I find that comes is, um, is that many times what happens is people get into the things, they start to question your ability when they came to you in the first place. Uh, I have a private practice. In my practice, I let people know, I want you to come with a blank piece of paper. Actually, uh, in one of the Love and Unity conferences, not the conference, uh, actually, we have a conference coming up this per, this week, and um, uh, it's in Broken Arrow, uh, uh, Oklahoma, and many of the speakers will be speaking, and I guarantee you most of them are mentors, okay? But people will not hear them. Why? Because they hear with an already, I already know this, I already know this, and that's ignorance gone to see, taking root and growing. One of the things of it is, is if you know it, why in the heck aren't you already doing it then? <laughs> if you know so much, then go for it. Why are you bothering me? Why are you wasting my time? Mm -hmm. and so I think uh, one, one thing about a mentor is this, is that you trust them. Don't ask nobody anything if you don't trust them. Mm -hmm. If you 
trust that they're going to give you what it is that you need in order to go forward, why are you asking them in the first place? I have people in my life that they ask me questions and then they, they, well, can I ask you something else? Can I ask you this? Can I ask you this? And my answer is hell to the no. That word is in the Bible. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> no, no, don't ask me nothing until after you've done what it is that I told you to do. If you don't want to do it, then let's just finish with this. Why is that? Because number one, I don't want to hurt you. If I let you continue to do that, you will never move by the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. You will never move in the power. You will never be able to help another person because in order to be a mentor, you have to have been a mentee. And just like in order to be a father, you have to have been a son. Yes. Okay. And without being a faithful son, without being a faithful mentee, without being an obedient son or an obedient uh, 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 mentee, what you're going to do is you, all you're going to do is bring rebellion into other people. Mm -hmm. Say, learn how to lift, listen and follow instructions. <laughs> okay. okay. You, you remember one of my daughters used to say, oh, I'm just going to follow instructions, but she didn't follow the instructions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, she's gone on to heaven now. But at any rate, uh, uh, and then my sister said that. I'm going to follow the instructions. She didn't follow the instructions, so I had to fire her. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when my mother told me to do something, my mother was my first mentor. Oh, yeah. And she told me what to do, and that's what I did. I blew it uh, uh, when she told me not to have sex before marriage. I blew that one. I did that, and 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 I paid dearly for it. Okay, not just no. I mean, you you were the blessing, you know. But I dearly for it from her. She never let me forget that. Never let me live that down. Okay, so you know, I blew that. But uh, uh, may I say another thing? Yes, please. Okay. One of the things of it is, is this, you know, a lot of times we talk about people having children, mm -hmm. uh, uh, young people having children. And I was fairly young. Well, not young, but uh, anyway, whatever it is when I had you. But one of the things of it was, is this, I, I realized something. There was another life that I was responsible for and to. And since I was responsible for and to that life, I knew that my life was never going to be the same. It was not going to be all about me. And so I, I think that <clears throat> not, uh, that I learned how to be a mentee by having you and then having the, all, all the rest of them. OK, you know, uh, but I, I, I learned this. How did I learn that? Because I learned that it wasn't about me, that it was about you. And I, and I, I think that that's one of the one, one of the things. So in, in a mentee, you got to realize that you're going to have to take this stuff because it's going to have to be about somebody else later. Wow. That's really good. Thank you. And I pray that those of you that are watching this, that you're taking note of that or rewind it after the, the, the replay, <laughs> get that information because that's, that's really vital. And as I think about it, because I am one of her mentees and uh, as we were growing up, and as I said before, I said it last week, I watched you. And I, I watched you do certain things. And, and when you came out of the corruptible into the incorruptible, then I started to you, you know you as a pattern. I didn't know anything about Jesus being the patterned son, but you were a patterned son and the Jesus in you drew me, the Christ in you. And so 
it's it's interesting because even without giving the lessons, and I, I shared this, and I just think this is so funny. People talk about the responsibilities of a mentor, of a leader, of a father, a spirit father, raising up the sons to know how to comport themselves, raising us up in ministry. My upbringing in ministry was very different from maybe, I think of it more like the way I read about surgeons or doctors learning. You watch the procedure the first time and then they throw you in there and say the best you're going to, the best is to catch it because you would tell me things like this house, these people have demons, go cast them out. And I'd say, okay, you tell me, I want you to, and I come in cold to bring you something from a meeting you're preaching and you're on a break and you say, now I want you to prophesy over everybody. Okay. Um, I want you to go and do thus and so. Okay. That was basically my training. I didn't know what it is that you wanted, but you had taught me before you said anything else about the mechanics. You basically were saying better trust Holy Spirit. And if I tell you to do something, then there is a there is a grace, there is an anointing on you to do it. And so I did not know how how thoroughly my training was, because there's a number of things, whether I have lacked confidence in myself, per se, which is not a bad thing, necessarily. Um, when you told me, go preach this, go teach on the blood of Jesus, go do this teach, teach. You told me, she told me to teach in a Bible school that she was doing, go teach them about Josephus. I hadn't even heard of Josephus. <laughs> it was like, but you've got all afternoon to learn. So it was like, okay. And I taught it and I, I, I grew to love Bible history because of that. And so having said that, I just want to tell you, thank you. That's one of the reasons why you're my hero is because of things like that. But I want to move into something fun. We're still going to talk about the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And I do notice they put the sign up that you are also the host of two programs. And I didn't mention that last week either, but first one is uh, really telling it like it is. I think it is. We, we've changed that so many times. It was the Tuesday night chat. And then it's the really telling it like it is uh, broadcast. Like it really is. Tell it like it really is with Dr. BJ Baker, I think we said, or Baker BJ Baker. And then the other one is the one that you do on HSBN, which is called the tell tell it like it the tell it like it it help me tell it like it is the kingdom way kingdom way and that's what you do and the the phrase tell it like it is came about a lot because that's what people kept saying well i guess you really just tell it like it is and so really tell it like it is even in terms of the um origins of your first message because i know that you've been called now by the spirit of the lord for to bring again, it's it's funny the two messages that were thematic for you, um, the the spirit of the fear of the Lord and kingdom finance that He's called you to to bring correction to the body as a large as a whole, and I would say that that has to be a metron, a, a region, a territorial assignment. So, what would you like to say about that? And I know we don't have enough time, but just to open that up a little bit. Well, number one, um, number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten is this, is that um, in the very beginning, uh, when I was, when I, when I was born from above, when the Lord got my life, I understood that it was about the kingdom of God. You see, I didn't, I didn't learn religion. I was raised in a, in a, in a, in a, a place, a Baptist community of people. And uh, the only thing I learned how to do was all those things that were wrong. I learned, I learned really nothing. And I am so grateful. 
I am grateful that I learned absolutely nothing in in in, in uh, uh, the congregation. I won't call it. A, I won't say a church because there's only one church. And so I didn't have anything really to unlearn except the whorish ways, okay. Okay, which was an easy thing. And um, uh, but the, the, the thing that was uh, that the, that I heard was that I, the place that tells you, because I was I was torn between where to go to 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 congregate. You were going to Apostle uh, uh uh, Sylvester's congregation in Mountain View, and I had gone into this place uh, in Scotts Valley, and he and he let me know the 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 ones that ask you to teach on tithes, offerings, and alms. Then that's the place I want you to be. So Reverend Karen called me and said, "We want you to teach on tithing, offering, and alms." All out of the blue. So I went there. I went to a place that was very uncomfortable. I was the only little chocolate drop in the whole place, and they didn't want chocolate. They didn't want this chocolate at first. And so, um, you know, it was it was it was difficult in that sense. But I started to study, and I went from rags to I went from riches to rags. I went doing well, living in Westlake Village and having a restaurant, which. Uh, 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 I mean, uh, a number of different things and to having nothing. And so the Lord uh, let me know. And these are things that he He spoke to me as a very beginning. He says, I'm going to restore you and I'm going to give you back even more than you've had. Okay. And this was the first thing that he put in my heart, teach on tithes, offering and alms. Well, it's the tithe. You see, he talks about the tithe. Yes. The first fruit. And the offering, and then there's the A, okay? And so what has happened is this, it's become convoluted because it's become the way that mankind wants it to be because that's what makes it comfortable. And when people say, I gotta go pay my tithe, you don't own the tithe. It belong to you, it is his. He said the tithe, my, his tithe. Mm -hmm. Offering his first fruit, they're his, they have the on it. Yes. And this to be one of the things. And so I believe that before we can get into kingdom prosperity and riches so that we can be distributors of, of wealth, we have to understand this. We have to get this on the inside. But most people are so smart that they're, they're, they're dumb in the fact that they think they know everything anyway. So, oh, yeah, I know this. I know this. I know this. But this is this is this is just who I am. It's not a part. It's not a message. It's who I am. I yes. bring this. I eat this. Yes, I do. This. Yes, you do. You do. You do. And I love the fact because I know that there's resistance. And I remember in the beginning of your book, the book that you have coming out at the end of the month called The Spirit of the Fear of the Lord, the expanded version, that there's a prophetic word that's given to you at the beginning where uh, the apostle, Dr. Kirby Clement, actually of Decatur, Georgia, had spoken and said, we got to do this. And he talked about how the Holy Spirit was talking and saying, no, you're not going to necessarily be accepted, but it's because you'll say it. And he was speaking of faithfulness. And I believe that that's really key, uh, 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 if you will, for effectiveness of any fivefold minister or anybody period in life is the faithfulness to obey what God said. So I know with you, 
the spirit of the fear of the Lord, it, it obedience is the key that was given to us as a ministry a long time ago. And I just want to have a little fun with you because obedience is the key was like the hardest struggle we ever had in a ministry in our life. We call ourselves obedient obedient. I know for me, I was obedient the way Saul, the first king of Israel was obedient. I I did everything God said the way I thought that I should do it, not necessarily the way the prophet said it, but it's close enough, right? You know, and, and so that was, that was my form of obedience, which meant we kind of were pretty mediocre and it got very, uh, I'll say tiresome to hear it because we were really so deceived, we meaning myself, I'm being royal and others, I'm sure, into thinking that we were obeying God because we had our own picture. So what are some of the other fun things that you could think about with that? Because we've had a lot of laughs, I think. I think because uh, you also infuse joy. The joy of the Lord is another part of what you insist upon in your. Well, one of the things that I thought was really interesting was your realm of obedience <laughs> and Dan's realm of obedience and yes. uh, um, Barry's realm of obedience, the beginning people of this. And, and, yes. and it's like one of these things where, um, you know, I remember when God told me to, to not have any more liquor or whatever it was. Well, <laughs> when I was on my way to service one morning, I pulled up in, in, in this raggedy piece of car and uh, pulled up there and I was getting ready to go into, into Sunday school. Uh, um, and uh, Mr. Cooksey, Doug Cooksey was going to be and he's gone on to heaven a long time ago. Anyway, and so I was excited about that. And the Lord says, no uh, alcohol will ever touch your lips again. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I just went and bought some some uh, uh, beer. I just went and bought some really good wine. I just went and bought some of that kind of stuff. And so, no, I know you don't mean that. And, and then I didn't have that much money in the first place, but I got a deal on all of this stuff. I left. I did not even go to Sunday school. I didn't go to church. I locked myself up in that house. I was living in Mount Hermon. Locked myself in there started drinking my beer and my wine and stuff all you guys came after service knocking on the door i said y'all get away from this door i'm gonna blow you away i got a gun i got guns in here i'm gonna shoot you through this door and i drank and i drank and i drank i couldn't even get a buzz until eight o'clock at night i said okay i surrender i'm looking at all this stuff i was drinking wine like it was kool-aid you know <laughs> and I said, okay, I don't understand this, but I'll do it. I did not have a hangover. I did not even get a buzz. I didn't get any of those things. I sat and I pouted. I, <laughs> I pouted. <laughs> and, and, and from that day to this one, mm -hmm. he told me later, told me months later why he wanted that. Yeah. You know? I look at your obedience. I look at the thing. He said, this is what you're supposed to do. No, and he told us, no Brahma Bulls. He said it just like that. No Brahma Bulls is going to release my word and whatever it is. And here it is. You're saying, I'm obeyed. I'm <laughs> eating while you eating everything in the corner. And you sit there and say, I don't eat very much. I don't eat very much. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, if you don't eat very much, I sure would hate to see you when you do eat a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and then here Dan is, I'm supposed to be studying and I'm supposed to be this great person. I'm, I got heart, you know, <clears throat> and here it is, this great so-called heart and mean and, and mean as, 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 as sin, I mean, you know, just 
nasty mouth. I mean, you know, cruel mouth, not necessarily cursing words, but cruel mouth and all of this. And here it is. And then Barry is supposed to hear from God so much. I mean, we were a mess. Yes. A mess. Okay. A mess. And then I just thought, I'm going to be obedient. So I'm, mean, you know, but the thing of it is, is this, it was that thing. And when he showed me, when he revealed things, it wasn't, I mean, it, it took me six hours uh, to, to, to do that thing with the alcohol, but you know, the rest of it, he had told me about sex. I mean, immediately that thing left and I was, had been in an orgy the day before I got born again. So it was like, well, I guess I got my, my quota. Get it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, you know, uh, I can't come to our family reunion. So the no. stories no. about these are mild. Uh, this is a mild mannered story. So go ahead. We didn't even go to Vegas. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, that, that's about the obedience. I remember one of the ones when we knew we had to go on a fast, and so we'd have our cake and our pie and our forget <laughs> dinner. I don't need dinner. Just bring me on to the because that was my addiction. But it was a lot of fun. I never told you this, but I rem I was so glad about the alcohol with you because that was my first time ever praying something you know um you had been under the influence and i think left a stove a pot on the stove or something i was living with you before you put me out and uh that time because she put me out a few times folks and uh the the gentleman she mentioned dan and barry one i i was married to the other one was a part of, he was a, a man from australia that was a part of our ministry and i don't think either one of them are watching but if they are hey <laughs> good to see you but um I remember that you were and you were asleep and I did not like seeing you that way. I had this very protective thing about you, you know. And so that was the first time in my life I went down into the kitchen. You were in your room and I laid hands on that alcohol. And I said, she's going to hate this stuff. It's not going to work for her anymore. I wasn't <laughs> and, then. It, huh? I no, wasn't Yes, you were. This was when I first, when I was, I had moved to Southern, uh, from Southern California, the first house that we were in, you were having the home meetings at the time. So you were a, very, a relatively new Christian. Um, but I, and I was newer. This is when I learned how to pray in a prayer closet and, and things of that sort. And that was the other thing. She gave me Bibles and I would, you gave me Bibles and uh, you give me jewelry. And I was like, thank you. You give me uh, things from what your trips to Hawaii and elsewhere. And I was like, very grateful. Thank you. But then you went to a Kenneth Hagen meeting and you brought back books and tapes. And I jumped up and down like I had just won a game show pro grand prize or something. Why? Because the gifting was there and you, that was the beginnings. And you said, Whoa, now that I know you're excited about this, I know what to give you. Why? Because always you've been a giver. That's the other element is of, a, I think, a, a minister that you have exhibited that I've, I've seen many others of that sort in the loving unity movement. And I'm, I'm glad to see that, but the generosity of heart and, and the way it was that you looked for the thing that would be uh, of a, of a delight, something that was beyond the basics. And you, you saw or keyed in to a love for the word of God that I didn't really know I had, but you fed it. And mm -hmm. I have to thank you for that to this day. And yes, I do go through her library and just kind of eyeball stuff. So um, we only have a few minutes and I wonder if there's anything that you would like to say to the viewers uh, 
you know, something that's just from the heart that you want to minister. I'd like to give you those, uh, let's say, loving unity minutes. Yeah. <laughs> to okay. I want you people to know that we are having a love and unity conference, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this week in Broken Arrow, uh, Oklahoma. And um, uh, those those are led by the spirit. It's not a, a group of speakers that you know, are assigned to do something way in advance. But Apostle Eddie really does. He prayerfully considers what it is is to be done. Uh, and that I'm, I'm saying that because that is walking in the fear of the Lord. That's walking in the awe of God. And But there is a difference between the spirit of the fear of the Lord and the fear of the Lord. You see, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and also the beginning of knowledge. Isn't that interesting that until you see God as great as he is, see, we don't haven't seen the greatness and the magnification and the magnificence of who he is. Uh, because if we did uh, the, the deep, the depth of reverence, the depth of recognizing who he is, uh, um, it it makes it so that we are we sincerely want to obey him. We want to obey him. You know, uh, let me just read this right quick. I think I have time. You'll give it in in the book of Revelation. It talks about the. You actually mentioned it in a, in a couple of services a few weeks ago about the 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 twenty four elders uh, releasing their crowns. And uh, Revelation 4 and 10, then the 24 uh, representatives of the entire enthroned co-seated Ecclesia would descend from their thrones and prostrate themselves in an awesome presence of him who forever sits enthroned, the one whose life spans the perpetuity of the ages. And they would worship him and cast their crowns before his throne, saying the, uh, the tents of the Catholic uh, man. Uh, the seated one suggests the one who forever owns the throne, present participation. This is a, a genitive sense. Our Lord and our God, you are worthy to take the glory and the honor and the and the dynamic competence displayed in every detail of all creation. Yes, everything owes their existence to your resolve for your pleasure. We were created. Everything that begins in him, whether in heavenly realm, this is what it says in Colossians, uh, heavenly realm or on the earth, visible or invisible, every order, injustice, every level, every authority, all of it, kingdoms and governments and principalities and uh, uh, jurisdictions, all things were created by him. So why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we walk in the spirit of the fear of who it is? That spirit, he lives in us and he wants to release that into the earth so that the earth starts to understand who it is that he are. And then the, the manifestation of the sons of God will be seen in the earth. And, and I probably took too much time, but at any rate, it's just, it's just him. It's all about him. It is all about him. And I agree. And you took just the time you need it. So I want to thank you all for joining us. The contact information for Apostle Baker is listed in our comments. And I want you to know again that we're not just having any conversation, but this is a Holy Spirit appointed and anointed kingdom conversation. And thank you for joining us. I'm Lindsay Lee with my mom, Dr. Baker. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.